And welcome back to All the Spectrum. The, we've heard your feedback, and this is the new and improved, and it's all it's all segmented. So you only need to listen to the to the each episode that you on topics that you know and love. And so today's topic that that we'll be discussing <clears throat> is uh, Australia specifically electric car policy and its failings behind the rest of the world and even you know that's pr- pretty much everyone. We're just terrible. We're yeah. Just, yeah. Well, would you yeah. like to? How about you kick us off? Uh, well, first there's claims by our PM, Mr. Scomo, that they that Labour wants to get rid of the weekender, which in Australia is just a camping trip or a weekend trip away, because by claiming that electric cool vehicles can't tow. Now that's just straight up not true. Hey, that's very apparently false. Yeah. Um, uh, with, with, with the, Due to the reasoning, electric vehicles have far greater torque than most petrol vehicles. Yeah, exactly. With the motor, they just immediately start. And there's even the video uh, of a Tesla Model S, I think it was, literally just towing a plane. Like a large... Like, yeah. Now, I suppose you can claim that it does reduce the range. But again, with the rate of vehicles and how they're developing the batteries especially a tesla that's not going to be a problem even if so the long range tesla model 3 i think or maybe long range tesla model s has got around 750 kilometers um yep. of range now the so thing is let's, you let's assume you're boat, yeah that's probably still 500 k's let's assume it's 400 that's still more than like a lot of sporty cars like yeah, and the thing is, you if when, with with charging for fifteen minutes for around eighty percent and whatnot, it doesn't. It, yeah, everyone knows. I feel like by this point, everyone knows that like believes like that there are claims. It's just the problem is, is that our politicians don't, and like, like and uh, especially the prime minister, the marketing man, just doesn't. And um, it's 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 a major problem because at the moment, like in Australia. For example, more Australians own Tesla shares than own Teslas, the actual product that that company makes themselves, and that's kind of an, that's kind of odd when you think about it. Yeah, it, for, for, it it shows that the Australian people understand that Tesla is a good company, so they must be doing something right, which probably cool. indicates that the world is shifting towards electric vehicles really rapidly, and then the government just refuses to acknowledge it. And now, because you might be wondering, the Australian government. No, you might be wondering, like, why don't Australians just buy them, you know? And that's a great question. Yeah, and, um, yeah, James, did you want to explain that one? Well, the problem is that there's electric car tax in Australia. There is electric car tax in a few countries, I'm pretty sure. But the goal of the Australian one was to prevent people from, well, encourage people to buy Australian-made cars. But the problem with that... Is that we don't make any fucking cars anymore? None. No. Yeah. The last factory pulled out uh, last year, was it? Uh, so General yeah. Motors is whole, which I think I think it was General Motors. If I remember correctly, they don't Holden pulled out uh, pulled out the country because it's the, it's not just electric cars; it's just the luxury car tax, which 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 adds like thirty thousand dollars or something ridiculous. I think it's twenty. No, the luxury it car tax depends is, on how much you go over the threshold and a bunch of the. There's a massive calculation you have to do. I thought it was like twenty five thousand uh, dollars. For the Tesla Model Three, it's approximately twenty five thousand. Yeah, it's so. Um, uh, is that no? Is that the threshold? I think no, I think the Model S is the twenty five thousand. Okay, 
I might be wrong. Um, we'll, we'll have all the links on our website with all the references, and uh, any corrections that need to be made will be done there, as we do like to yeah. be accurate and fair. Um, so fuck the government. <laughs> no. Um... <laughs> Which is in this current in the current state is being fair. Um, no, it's yeah. it, it's 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 impossible because the thing is it's supposed to be a budget car at thirty five thousand. Like the problem was is that it's also the current government's attitude towards anything renewable or anything even possibly good economically good it's, that deviates I think away. Also from, what contributes to the prices? You got import taxing because it's a foreign company. You got all these different taxes, GST, GST. And stuff. Yeah, GST stamp duty. Is, is there the VAT tax on it? Or is that GST? Uh, probably. So, oh, actually, yeah. With the, the way that the government continuously discouraged and discouraged and discouraged all the electric vehicles and stuff. Well, not to mention now that Victoria and South Australia have introduced another tax on ele- only electric vehicles. Yep. Yep. So essentially, in actual, I'll quickly dive into that one. So what's happened is there's a tax on petrol and diesel, a very, very large one. And that helps pay for roads and bridges and stuff like that, which is, you know... Even though we have registration costs. Yeah. We, we, and we have registration costs and income tax, which also does contribute towards that. So, yeah. but you know what? I can I can still accept it, if it you know, I, I understand it. Um, because that means well, that... I the, suppose it's more for the transport vehicles, so for moving the petrol around. Yeah. I guess it could make sense. So, and also the more tax that pays for it. So the, so the, the more people that use it or the more people that pay to repair those things because also the more that you're driving, the more petrol you need, so then you're repairing based on what you do. Like, I understand that. Now, what the electric car thing system, like, what it claims and what it's supposed to do is it's supposed to, um, it's, it's paying, like, $400 or something a year. I, I, I can't remember the exact figure. I believe it's $400 in Victoria, at least, for South Australia. And if you're an electric vehicle to offset because you're not paying that when, because you're using electricity, you're not using diesel, but you're still driving on the roads and quote-unquote damaging and whatever. But the problem is, it's just adding even more stuff, even though it doesn't seem like much, adding more stuff on top of a lot of drivers overall, because if someone wants to get a budget thing, but then they realise, oh, maybe there's this tax over here, maybe it could increase and, and whatnot, uh, or, or even... Um, even knowing that they, or they might be like, what's the point in buying it? Uh, because because the fuel's cheap. Because I need to pay for the fuel tax if I'm going to need to pay for this anyway. Disincentivizing it doesn't actually make any sense, even economically speaking, because we all know that decarbonizing and shifting away from from, uh, from fossil fuels is really good for the economy and future proofing to be good for the economy. Now, it only would raise yeah. uh, basically the amount of electric cars that we've got, which is a very very abysmal amount. The amount of money would be raised from this tax sort of thing would raise so little. It would raise only a couple of million dollars that it would economically just make more sense to issue bonds well, with a low... I even doubt that. Like, mm. a current, with their current adoption rate, I even doubt that. Yeah. So, it would, with, with, the, with the small amount that it would raise, it, it would legitimately be cheaper to straight up issue bonds for the cost that they want to get that money for to repair it with these current low interest rates, and then based on the environmental offset, eventually, uh, it, it pays for itself. It doesn't make sense. Like... At all, the numbers don't. Well, you've also got to consider how much does the admin cost to take to collect that tax? Because now you've got to hire some people. You've got to pay people to analyze people's registrations to go find everyone that's registered an electric car, and then to go ask them to pay the tax. And that's the and thing. if someone doesn't pay the tax, then you have to go send someone to go arrest that person for not paying the tax. But it's not just that. It's like, and you're right. It is like with the admin stuff, but it, it's also. The political debate behind it, which is also just a waste of time, it's because it, it's not even set in stone at the moment in South Australia. I don't think that it would be a set cost because they were debating ways on doing it, such as having a GPS track the car. This is true. Having a GPS track the car 
uh, and then based on the miles and where you go, well, it's probably not where you go, they're just the miles of the actual or kilometers that you're doing, um, tracking that, and then and then and then taxing you based on whatever you do. Now, firstly, they shouldn't have said GPS because that's horrifying. I don't, don't you know? Um, yeah, uh, the, there's already a lot of people that didn't like the COVID app for that exact reason, and uh, including my, including ourselves. Yeah. And um, the um, what's it called? Uh, or like they could have at least said just like based on a speedometer or something like that. But yeah, so when you're taking the yeah, car, that'd, that'd be really easy. You just um, every time the car goes into a service, make the mechanic have to track the speedometer. And then politically, then politically debating this stupid topic that shouldn't uh, that, that shouldn't be up for discussion also would cost more than the amount that they would actually raise annually anyway. Like, if you needed more money to fund the roads, you could just raise registration. Yeah, oh, but, um, or in this case, um, I understand issuing more bonds, which they're currently doing to get a bit more debt, and to, to because at the moment, debt, we all know at the moment that debt is fairly cheap, and that a country, as long as their debt is lower than their GDP and their GDP is rising faster than the debt's being accumulated, that way, you don't even need a public, like, to, to pay it off or set chunks. Your economy will outpace, your, your economy will outpace the actual debt itself, and be able to easily support and pay it off like that without any extra any extra steps. We know this. This yep. has been proven, and it's a fact. And it was um, which and uh, it was only more of a theory, but it was putting definitely hundred percent put into practice because of uh, because of the virus. And it, and especially when it's such a minute, we're talking billions and trillions here, right? Now this is such a small and and, and this is such a small amount of money. Like a, a couple of million is like. Like a trillion, like a, is that like a million million? Uh, yes. I think so. It's a thousand billion. Yeah. So it'd be a number. Yeah. It's an obscene amount number. Yeah, it, uh, compared to that, it's just minuscule, and I don't, I don't understand. And then one could argue maybe for the future because more people will be adopting cars, and therefore that's when that's when it will, will raise the most money. But other countries like the UK, uh, like the. You know, where they've set targets for 2030, that it's still doing stuff to disincentivize. Yeah, you also got to consider if, say, we have a mass adoption of electric vehicles, which we're not looking like Australia will do, mm. you also got to consider how much extra money will be in the economy because people don't have to pay for petrol. Yeah. Because suddenly that petrol is no longer a necessity, so now I can go to buy stuff online, which will probably hurt Australia's economy far more because most of our retail is still brick and mortar. Yeah, and Kim, everything also needs to work work together. And the point is, now let's say that the country, being Australia, let's say that, that some states, they do adopt to have electric, a lot of electric cars, like a lot of them imported or factories built here. Great. Let's say four factories are built and everyone's driving an electric car. But the national energy, but because, because, nation, because nationally we're still trying to focus so heavily on fossil fuels, let's say that all those cars are then charging and then, 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 then they're all charging based on the, on the coal-fired power plants that are then burning to then create it. It then, it then defeats the purpose anyway. There can be an argument made that it's centralizing the pollution so it's easier to deal with. But our government has no intentions of doing anything, any regulations on coal plants to make them clean up their mess as they're producing it. Well, they're saying the most, hmm. the simplest solution would be just to put a carbon filter on the chimneys of the 
coal exhaust. It's, it's not that simple. Like, because if it was that simple, then then that would be just a separate thing done. Because they are, I don't think it's just that. Like, they are saying they're investing in lots of technologies. And they're claiming to be like they try to like pretend to be at the forefront of international investment in renewable, uh, in renewable in carbon capture and stuff. But just because they don't want to clean up their messes. But the thing is, cause, yeah. but we still know that carbon capture isn't that effective. Like it is, but not that effective, which is the problem. Yeah, it has. It definitely has its issues. Like, it has its like, place. It has its place. But the point is that there's no point burning the coal in the first place. It just, yeah. But um, no. But back to the vehicles. Um, now, to, well, before we're talking about in Victoria, which th- that was valid criticism. But to be fair, they at least have sort of, sort of other statewide policies to help support electric vehicles, like like a national like like statewide charging points and um. And I believe there are a couple of yeah, points. Like rolling out charging point, like public access charging points, is probably is great for adoption because it means the solar ones. Yeah, that's great. Um, there's some, yeah. So, but the problem is with this, the rate at which Australians travel into town between states. Well, not recently because all borders closed, mm. but. Pet, company petrol stations will actually have to move to have solar to have solar panels and battery and electric car charging stations and that won't happen unless adoption rates pick up and adoption rates won't pick up unless the government starts providing a way for people to get electric cars better and cheaper yeah exactly it's 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 a it's a major problem because at the moment no regular person can ever afford like can really afford electric car in australia but if we go back to the luxury cars tax, let's just consider the fact that ignoring the fact that electric cars fall into it, just looking at some cars like the Toyota Land Cruiser, that is a staple car for Australian families. Yeah. It well, is very highly used, highly sought, bought in Australia. It is technically a luxury car. Is now, it? I'm going to look up how much... Yeah, it's classified as a luxury car. Is it hydrogen? Nope, it's just a diesel car. Well, they actually, just based on what you're saying with that type of car sort of thing, that's another problem because, for example, the, to my knowledge, the Cybertruck is only going to be available in the US because they've got such a big pickup truck culture that it's literally just designed for their roads regulations. Yeah. Which, now... I get that, but I but that also is kind of on Tesla. Like I did wish that they make it slightly smaller and you know more reasonable for every other country. Yeah. So, yeah, total Land Cruiser costs anywhere from sixty thousand to eighty thousand. Yeah, but the thing is, not there. There is there needs to be an extra cheaper one. It's like how China was also. It's like you can get some for like nine thousand dollars in China or something ridiculous. Um, because Australia is already. I think we have the largest per person carbon footprint in the world. Um, which is understandable for some. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's understandable for some cases because we have more further to travel with certain things, more people to drive, but but, that, that, but that's why we need to do we better. We transport everything using road trains. Well, that's why we need to do better in these regards. Like, because the government yeah. has no interest in, like, and they've started to talk about it a bit more because they're facing a lot of international pressure on it, but during the 2019 federal election, Labor was campaigning on having like a, like a ton of electric cars by 2030, uh, building a ton of charging points, and really, really digging in that this this is the way to go. And the coalition 
said no. Like 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 what we've said before. No, they can't tell anything. The little weekender, they can't do anything. Oh, they're terrible. And they straight up they're lied. Using misinformation not, not not just misinformation. Yeah. It's straight up lying. Like it's just the opposite of the yeah. truth. Yeah, like there's and what makes it worse is there's very very few laws to hold political advertising to a higher standard. They can lie all they want. Yeah, like that was that was similar. Just to, just as a quick deviation to the death tax. Sorry, in in, in Northern Ter- sorry in Queensland, Clive Palmer uh, kept saying the label introduced a death death tax, and they had to point out and they're and they're out saying that is literally patently false. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just like, straight not correct. And but there is the like the Australian Electoral Commission, just they're like, not nah, well, we got hands I can't do anything because they're fucking useless. So I have a quote from Scomo from the, that source from the ABC. It says. An electric car won't tow your trailer. It's not going to tow your boat. It's not going to get your favorite camping spot with your family. Now, that's just straight up not true. They can literal lie. Yeah. Like, pretty much every electric car available, bar some really small form factor ones. Like, like, the, like, like, the, like the smart cars? Yeah, like the Nissan Leaf that are designed for city travel. Like, going from home to work and back mm. that's their only purpose most like electric four-wheel drives will get you there well, most electric sedans will probably get you there and back well the, that, that's the thing like that's the reason as well like and the only the only argument you could possibly use to say it wasn't lying and just why so you could say yeah i was talking about the Nissan leaf clearly because you can see all the, the smart car they clearly can't do that xyz because that car exists that is an electric car but that logic, but by that same logic, I could say, yeah, no, regular gas diesel cars can't get you to the coast. They can't, they, they can't, you can't go uh, tow your boat with your family. And I could be talking specifically about like a Hyundai, um, like, about like a, a Hyundai gets or like some car without a tow bar that's like really small and designed still for city travel. Nissan Tita. Yeah, that doesn't have cruise control. Nissan Tita. Yeah. Is exactly the car you're talking about. It's literally just a city car. It's designed for small car spaces designed to be for city living which is equally true i could say yep so by that logic diesel and petrol cars can't do it now even though most of them can like that that's the point that's why that's why they need to not just have because he would say that as defense and then everyone would just take it and accept and be like yep no fair enough but it's not good enough it also doesn't help that i think a while back top gear did a segment on tesla cars and they had written their script before they even tested the car. Yeah, and that and the, do you know the biggest sponsor was like the main sponsor? The uh, petrol companies. Shell. Or Shell. Yep, I can see that. Yeah. And Elon well, yeah. was rightfully pissed off by the this episode mm. and tried to sue, but they got away with it because they were classified as an entertainment show, even though they provide reviews on products. And and you're you're right. And later on. What happened was um the they that I've seen if I've, like I've seen like I've like I've seen them I'm sure many of you have as well uh, if you're listening to the podcast or probably the, the specific podcast because this would interest you there was other things with like Jeremy Clarkson and and stuff in their new shows with I believe Amazon but when when they yeah. weren't sponsored by the same people where they gave glowing reviews of the Tesla cars like amazing reviews saying how they were great and stuff and I'm like this sh- like I get how like there's some there were some complaints ever but the shift wasn't that huge where the thing is, it, the thing is, and the reason I don't understand it, like, 
And this is what happens a lot. There was no reason to lie because there are legitimate faults that you can say. Like, for example, Tesla has tons of manufacturing flaws and tons of people with cars with paint issues that are always terribly done. Sometimes it's crooked. The old Model 3 version, well, there was like a thing where if it filled up with water, it would then, when you open the boot, would then kind of fall into the boot area, I believe. Like, yeah, well, there's tons of flaws with this specific stuff. But, they, but the thing is, they had to lie to make it about a lot of the other actual electric components so that then to try and yeah, dig no, down on that. Ages ago, I read an article where they gave a review car to a journalist, and the journalist slammed the Tesla car. I can't remember which model. They slammed it, saying that there was range, couldn't find charging points, and because it was a review car, Tesla still had access to all of the car's data. Mm. So they just looked it up, and turns out he drove around a charging station for two hours, trying to get the always the AC on full, trying to get the car's battery to fail. Mm. Yeah, that's a lot of people have a mindset of trying to force the technology to fail, even though the technology is far superior than what we already have. With that, with that being the underlying technology of motors and batteries and stuff, which is why they had to criticize that. Because if they just criticized the paint job and and like a lot of the actual manufacturing issues, it wouldn't have been good enough for the for oil companies and whatnot to then go, um, uh, to then go. Okay, it's not worth buying. But also, it's pretty funny because just as a quick side note, fun fact: um, to my knowledge, the um, the, uh, the the Teslas that are that are manufactured in China and Shanghai, I believe it is, uh, are rated as high quality assurance compared to higher quality than the ones built in America, which a lot of people would find. It doesn't surprise me, um, only because China is shifting from cheap manufacturing to actually get their shit together. They are turning to an industrial powerhouse. They already were, but now they're getting to the stage where they can produce cars at really high quality, but still really good pricing. Yeah, it's not, it's not just with cars; it's just, it's just generally more expensive products, like you know, watches and and and, and just and, and and not just smart. Like they're shifting a lot of the, the, the a lot of the more because this is a lot. This is specialized. This is specialized manufacturing, and yep. this is, for example, Liechtenstein is like. Their, their whole economy, to my knowledge, is based, like, entirely around, like, building, like, dental equipment, sur surgical equipment, watches, like, really stupidly precise and specialized equipment, and we're doing it really, really well. And so a lot of economies shift from, from really, like, base manufacturing, like, with smartphones and stuff, to then doing more specialized things, and then eventually, like, financial institutions, entertainment, education, or what the, econo the, 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 the economies are based around, like, in Australia and the US, and in China... They're um they can do all these things because they're just so fucking huge, but the so so the population to do it and the manufacturing is moving to you know Southeast Asia, India, those places, which which we all like because um a lot of people feel bad about buying products from China just because you know of their horrible ethical things. Oh yeah, like there's many many we do multiple of episodes about China and the Holocaust two point oh. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like we, pro it, we probably could do an episode on that. Yeah, people are gonna want it now. Yeah, you can't just mention something like that. No. Um, no, it's yeah, but not having a national plan for electric cars is a mistake. And the thing is, why do we even have a national government when they don't do anything? It's always a state government thing with even with these policies. Yeah. We also, but the thing is, we also gotta consider electric cars have been rated with five star NCAP. Is that most? The, is that the safety rating? Yeah, most yep. electric cars hit the five-stop ANCAP rating. Yeah. And what's great is even, like, the SUV cars don't roll. 
they're like really hard to roll. Yeah, the center of gravity and is crazy. In Australia, where we have, if you get off the highway to where most people will be driving outside of the cities, the roads aren't exactly that great. A lot of the ones I've seen don't even have lines marked. So people gun them down in the center line, don't not following the speed limit because no one patrols the road. Yeah. But, yeah. To end off, we should compare it to actual, because we've spoken about other countries, but I think we should um discuss comparing it to other international policies. So Yeah, like yeah. in the UK, they have, uh, Boris Johnson has a electric car policy. Yeah. Australia doesn't have one. And what might be that policy? 2030. 2030 uh, electric yep. cars. It's... But the thing is, they're not owned by their mining industries and uh, fossil fuel industries, but the Australian government is owned by them. 100%. Like, we can, 100%. we can see the donation records, we can see the appointees, we can see where subsidies are going. It's not like a, it's not like, it's not like a, oh, a conspiracy theory. No, you can literally see the numbers. And they don't lie. Like, I, I believe the British PM's intention is to completely ban the sale of petrol cars by 2030. Yep. Or at least get them to the point where you can't buy a new one. And, and if you have one, that's all you can get. In all you have. In Australia, saying that if you want an electric car policy by 2030, you're a radical, greeny, communist, leftist. And Boris Johnson is like one of the... He's, a part, he's, a part of the, he's the head of the Conservative Party. They are like just as right-wing as our current government. They have all their other terrible conservative policies... But this one here, it's because it's just it because it isn't a left or right issue. It's just objective facts on how to deal with things, and they understand that in this particular case. Yeah, and um, I think our Labour Party mm. wants to make it so fifty percent of all new cars are electrical by twenty thirty. Yeah, or something. I believe. Yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah, which isn't as extreme as a goal, but. It's probably still not enough, especially if we're talking of the grander context of climate change. It's not. So I'll quickly jump on the um. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll speak in climate change. Like at the moment, there's even all that stuff in the central coast of New South Wales and northern New South Wales and bottom of Queensland is being screwed over by climate change. Oh, of course, oh yeah. Like, Floods. Yeah. Fire. Oh, Fra- Fra- Fraser, Fra- Fraser Island is having worst. Fraser Island is having a white like like tons of fires and being flooded at the same time. Oh, that's depressing. I went to Fraser Island once. So, it was a nice place. Well, it was. <laughs> so <laughs> Now it just sounds like a mixture of burning, drowning pain. Yeah. So The floor is literally boiling, guys. You can't clear more. <laughs> no, so you're running away from the fire into a fucking flood. So what happens is... And so Australia, the ACT is currently comprised of a Greens Labour coalition. And... The current they recently introduced a new electric car policy, which has watered down Green's policy. But what it is, is you if you get an electric car in the ACT now, you pay zero registration, no registration fees for two months. So for two years, two years, and you can get a fifteen thousand dollar interest free loan to pay for that vehicle. Yeah, and that explains why the ACT has such a high adoption compared to the rest of Australia. Yeah, that plus which you know, clarify, hiring the ACT but, yeah. is the ACT is Australia's capital territory. It's this, so, yeah. It's like I think Washington DC, kind of similar sort of system. Yeah, similar to its own district or state. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's um, and that's that's really but good. Yeah, if if 
the British PM does succeed with banning petrol cars, and I believe a few other European companies will be followed. Uh, not companies, countries want to follow suit. Mm. I believe. Yeah. Um, this could have a lot of repercussions, especially since a lot of countries are looking to follow that route, and a lot of car manufacturers are ditching petrol cars in their mainstream lineups. You can see it; they're starting to do it. They've built entire factories to test electrical vehicles and build them. Hell, like, I think the new Mustang is just inherently electric. Really? Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, the one coming out? Yep, I believe so. Okay. Uh, we'll need to double-check and we'll put the sources on the website. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's pretty... If we remember for that one. Yes. So, it's, it's pretty... Well, you'll know in time if we were right. <laughs> so, what happens is, um... Hopefully, if the rest of the world does it, because Australia is a slow, autocratic, you know, with the current government, slow and autocratic, and we're not going to adopt this stuff because we, because the federal government sucks. But the great thing is yeah. that these companies and countries, once they start doing it, for example, with the, with the European standard, every other country then follows it because all companies, they just follow the EU standard. Because... It's easier, it's cheaper. It's like the whole mentality. When the EU passed uh, a bunch of laws regarding privacy... Google wasn't going to just go, okay, we'll build a special app just for Europe and everybody else can use the other one. Yeah. They, they don't have the money for that. Like you said, Google has a lot of money. It's just not worth the effort of maintaining two branches of your software. Like they do have the money, but like... Every like, single company just updated to follow the European standard. Like it's like they have the money, but like, but like you said, it's just a waste and not worth doing. Like as in they don't have the money in that sense, yeah. Yeah. Like people don't understand how much it costs to make software and how much it would cost to maintain two Google.com websites. Like, the only reason that some companies do it, and it's very specific, and that's software in China, like Windows China. Like Windows China. But, yep. that's because, but, that's because the, but that's because they're never going to put the Chinese standard on, like, the rest of the world, because it's just too different. But that's the only time. And and there's a lot of government regulations that contradict each other. Yeah. Yep. Like, uh, if you had a Chinese version of Windows and tried to install it in a US PC, it would probably break so many laws. Hmm. It's, it's... And, yeah. But also, I think if a lot of European countries take... move towards banning electric cars, and by 2030, not banning electric cars, banning petrol cars, mm. and a lot of countries follow suit, and adoption rates for electric cars skyrocket, a lot of petrol companies, like oil companies like Shell, mm. they are going to be less inclined to make petrol. And they're already starting because to move away from it's, it. Yeah, because it's going to be less valuable for them. So they might start reducing the amount of petrol that they turn, amount of oil they turn into petrol. Yeah. They might decide, let's make more jet fuel with it, or let's make more plastics, mm -hmm. let's make more asphalt. More chemo, they'll because move and be more chemical companies. Yeah. Yeah. Because their demand will increase, but the demand for petrol is going to decrease and that's going to lower the price of petrol, make it less worth them to sell. That's exactly right. And that, that's, that's what, um, that's what, um, Exxon Mobil has been doing. They've been, you're exactly right. that they've been trying to transition more towards chemical companies because they know they're not going to survive otherwise. And I can see this happening when the transition starts, like oil prices are going to be at petrol prices are going to be all time low. It'll be great for Australia if they keep on their path because the Australian economy will get a massive boon because petrol will be really cheap. 
the problem is that won't last. No. Eventually, the companies that still make petrol will start charging a premium for your usage of it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, it's tough because it's also why I think that's one of the reasons why Angus Taylor bought like like ninety million dollars of oil reserves or something. But they're also storing it in the U.S., so it still needs to then be re-imported yeah. anyway. But so they just bought like a ton of oil stores, and I think you're right. Maybe, but maybe so that then they can hold off into that cheap fuel for longer. But in the long run, you're one hundred percent correct. It's not going to last because in the long run. Eventually, you still need to mine, and a lot of mining machinery still needs to use diesel. But we're trying to move to hydrogen and stuff for that, I believe. Same with hydrogen smelting. Yeah, but in the meantime, a lot of mining companies aren't just going to buy another $2 million massive mining rig of doom. They're going to keep that around until it's no longer cost-effective. Yeah. So they're still going to produce diesel for a while. Mm. It's just going to come with a very hefty cost to the point where it will cripple anyone with a petrol car. To the point I reckon it will be no longer worth driving them. We are we are running out of time, but there is one more thing that I do want to mention, which I just which you which you just reminded me of with uh, James, which is the um uh which is the electric truck. Now the reason this is a really big yep. deal, this is a huge, huge game changer for two reasons. One is the one is the autonomous car part, but we're not that's not a part of the current discussion. But, this, but the second part is that electric cars require infinitely less maintenance because there's way less moving parts. Now, the amount yeah. that these now these trucks cost millions of dollars. Now, the amount that they pay in maintenance is absolutely huge and enormous. Now, if you can have these cars driving, but these, these trucks driving back and forth, even autonomously, so they can drive a lot further, and they can also they can drive a lot further, they don't need to pay for the petrol for it, or the petrol will be much cheaper, or the, 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 elect, the electricity will be much cheaper, uh, if there's a if there's a if there's a sustainable grid, um, like then much cheaper because they spend so much on fuel. They also don't need to spend it on maintenance. And eventually, after after not many years, it actually pays itself off, and it's not actually worth buying a diesel or, or petrol truck anymore, or like for, for shipping and stuff. Well, only electric. I'm pretty sure no one buys a petrol truck because that would be horrendously I, inefficient. I, I mean, diesel, point. yeah. Yeah, but yeah, you, that's the whole thing. It's would be so much cheaper for Australian industry just to move to electric trucks. And for those who don't know, a large amount of Australian shipping is done through road trains, which is a semi-trailer with up to three, sometimes six carriages. Mm. And the torque of an electric truck would make that amazing because you could just tow obscene amounts of product. And also like, like- with a road train. So with the products that you, with the, with the products that you're shipping, that you're shipping them faster because like with autonomous stuff, then you also don't need the driver awareness. But that's still a separate thing. Like I understand that. Uh, so even even if that you're still needs the, to be developed as well. Yeah. There's still some problems to work out. So if you're keeping the but if something that's just still keeping the 16 hours one per one driver, and well, with 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 much 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 lower and much less maintenance costs with not paying diesel, it pays itself. It doesn't make. Look, that's why once once that comes out, it'll be a game changer. And that's why I think that the Australian government is going to put massive, massive tacks on it just because they want to try and avoid that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, just mentioning a topic that will probably come up in all time. It will kill the transport industry. Imagine if automation comes in, taxis are gone, truck drivers gone. Yeah. But yeah, no, it yeah. is definitely a topic for another but video. Yeah. Sorry, oh, sorry another um, podcast. Yes. So we're out of time. Um, hope thanks. you enjoyed hope you learned something uh, 
And uh, we'll be discussing, uh, if, if you're still interested, there will be another podcast that is actually on uh, just general renewables, uh, international policy on that, and as well as batteries and Australia in regards to our current grid systems and potential renewable systems. Yep, and they'll be following this video or podcast. All right, excellent. All right.